Hello everyone, how are you all um, doing? Um, I hope you're doing well. Uh, welcome back to the Hey Mom, Why Did No One Tell Me podcast. Uh, my name is Rebecca. For those of you who may not know, I am your host for this podcast episode, um, this entire podcast actually, and I'm so happy that you're here, whether you are new or whether you are a returning listener. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Um, so, for today's episode, um, I was kind of unsure about what I wanted to talk about, and then I was actually listening to another podcast, and it sort of got me thinking about, you know, us doing what we want to do, right? And that's sort of like the whole premise around, you know, being an artist and being someone who's creative in the, um, and you know, this like space and doing this as a career. It's very, um, very interesting about how people find their way here or how they sort of go about their creative career. Sometimes people started off as a creative passion and then it's turned into a creative career. Um, but yeah, it's a bunch of different, uh, ways that you could sort of end up where we are now. But something that really stuck, uh, stuck out to me in this podcast episode that I was listening to earlier was, you know, um, it was an interview and they were talking to this woman and she was like, you know, like this thing happened in my life and I really started thinking about what I wanted to do versus, you know, what I felt like I should do. And I like that just like struck a chord with me because I feel like we as artists, that's something we come across or come up against a lot, right? This idea that, you know, we should be doing this, we should be doing that, but is that really what we want to be doing? And that's something that I myself have definitely come up against and experienced just sort of like, you know, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. But this is this actually something that I want to be doing? And um, I can go through a ton of examples, but I really wanted to just break that down for a second. Doing what we want to do versus, you know, what we think we should be doing. So as an artist and as a um, creative, you know, performer myself, um, as someone who very much is not into the whole like nine to five, um, job life. Um, you know, I was always been, I've always been very clear and very sure of, you know, sort of what I wanted in my life. I think that, you know, ever since I was probably the age of eight, I was very adamant that I wanted to be an actor, that I wanted to be a performer. And as I grew up, that never really went away. In fact, I feel like as I grew up and as I got older, it was more, you know, solid than ever that this is what I wanted to do and no one was going to change it. Um, and what I sort of realized is that even though I had this really strong conviction on what I wanted to do, I found myself constantly at this, like, not battle, but this sort of, like, you know, internal conversation with myself on, oh, is this what I should be doing? And this whole idea of, you know, what we should be doing as people in society and what we should, you know, what we think we should look like or what we think our job should be like or, you know, what we think all this other stuff is. I feel like those are all just, you know, constructs that, you know, society has put out there for us that maybe we might try and use as mile markers to gauge where we are in life. And... I think I've said this a little bit or touched a little bit on the subject before, but, you know, I feel like the whole idea that, you know, you go to school for four years, you graduate 
from college, you get a job and you work that job for the next 40 years, then you retire with a pension and you go out to live, you know, the rest of your life. That's not really something that I feel is applicable anymore. Um, and I mainly think that's due to just the increasing opportunities that um, have become available to us. And just sort of, you know, the world is not what it was like 40 years ago. You know, 40 years ago, I feel like there just were, there was a different set of what was acceptable, um, a different set of standards. And especially, you know, if we go back even further than 40 years, like it's just, it's very different. And, you know, I feel like as the times change, um, so do, you know, the expectations of what we should be doing. So how does this all fit in with being an artist or being a performer? Well, I think that too often, you know, there are very talented, very, you know, gifted artists out there and they just think, oh, like, I love to do this, but I'm gonna go study, you know, this other subject instead because it's what I should do. Like, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to who have, you know, some very creative, artistic talent and they just, they don't end up taking that route because it's not what they think they should be doing. An example of this um, was this girl I knew in high school. She was a very talented pianist. Um, she had perfect pitch, so I was like kind of jealous of that. She always, um, you know, she always did well in choir and music. Um, she was really talented. And I, I really believe that if she continued to develop those skills, she'd be incredibly talented and you know doing whatever she wants what would want to do musically um right now but i think she ended up studying economics or finance or some something like that and i remember hearing about that and i was just like you know i didn't anything was bad or anything but i was like oh like i thought you know maybe she would have gone into music like music performance music education um, and I think what she had ended up doing was, you know, playing piano, even though she was like super talented at it, even though she could play the piano and she had perfect pitch and she could sing really well, she was like, oh, well, I think she ended up just, you know, taking a different, um, path in college and, uh, like sort of a different path off of what I thought she was going to do because she said, oh, well, that's, you know, what I can make money and that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to, you know, major in something that I can make money in. And that's something that I've heard so many times before. People who are super talented as artists or even people who just, you know, are looking from the outside in, like, oh, but don't you want to major in something that's going to make you money? Well, first of all, that's implying that being an artist won't make you money. And that's a lie. And I feel like that's where that starving artist trope comes from. You know, like, you'll never make money, you'll be starving, blah, blah, blah. Don't like that trope. Um, if you've listened to some of my other episodes, you know that it's not something I like at all. Um, but, you know, by saying that to someone or someone who is an artist and wants to pursue art, that being said to them, you know, but don't you want to major in something that will make you money? That's implying that artists can't make money, and that's, you know, sort of 
tearing down and the looking down upon what someone wants to do. Because, you know, like I've been saying to you guys, the truth of the matter is, is that you can absolutely make money as an artist. Like, you can make a living as an actor, as a singer, as a photographer, in both maybe, you know, a non-traditional way and maybe in a way that you think, um, or that sort of first comes to mind when you think of what an actor or what a photographer is. Um, but point is, the whole, you know, oh, you know, back to the, um, back to the girl I knew in high school, just sort of like, well, she thought that, you know, maybe she needed to go into something that was a bit more stable. And okay, I can accept that. Um, getting a nine to five job is probably a lot more stable than, um, you know, being in a career that doesn't necessarily have a steady, you know, every pay, like paycheck every two weeks. But on the flip side, it's like, you know, if, if you choose to do something because you want to do it, that's one thing. But if you choose to do something because you think it's what you should be doing, that's something completely, completely different. Like, I thought for the longest time that, oh, I needed to um, be cast in all of these shows um, at my college because that's what it should look like. Like, someone who is a competitive performer and who wants to go into this professionally should be doing that. And I just wasn't. And, you know, because I thought that I should have been doing all these things, I just couldn't... I couldn't imagine why, you know, I just, I couldn't imagine because I wasn't doing these things that I thought I should be doing that I could ever, you know, make it as an actor post-college. Now, obviously that is a huge, huge, huge lie because here I am now, I'm a professional actor, I am on my way to, um, you know, join the stage union for actors, um, you know, it's going to be a while before that happens, but, you know, I am eligible for that. And that's just like, that's just the reality, you know, I feel like when I personally felt like I should have been doing this or I should have been doing that, like I should have been, um, you know, being, I should have been cast in all these plays at school and I wasn't, I sort of just thought, oh, well, maybe this isn't for me. And when you think you should do something, in any sort of sense, like when you think you should be doing something instead of wanting to do something, that's where you run into problems. Because if you feel like you're not living up to that expect expectation of what you should be doing, then you start to, you know, doubt yourself, feel unsure about what you're, um, what path you're on. And, you know, I will admit that I have probably felt that, um, whether I realized it or not. I think that, you know, there was a brief period when I was in high school and I was like, oh, well, I shouldn't, um, I shouldn't major in theater. I should major in international comparative policy. Now I realize those two are very like, you know, far on the spectrum, like away from each other. Um, but I actually do quite enjoy international politics and um, just sort of international relations. I did minor in it when I was in school. Um, so it was something I was definitely interested in. But then I took a step back and I was like, wait a second. Am I telling myself that I want to major in international studies because it, that's what I want to do? Or am I telling myself that I'm going to major in it because it's something that I think I should do? And after sitting down with myself after, you know, like a month or so of me going back and forth on, do I want to major in this? Do I want to major in that? What it came down to was, oh, I'm choosing, like, I wanted to major in international comparative politics because that's what I thought I should have been doing. The people that I was around sort of at the time, you know, very smart people, 
um, very, you know, intelligent. I think a couple of them ended up going to William and Mary in Williamsburg, Virginia. Um, I think maybe a couple of them went to UVA. Um, basically, they went to some like kind of prestigious schools, um, what we would call here in Virginia public Ivy League schools, sort of give you an idea of like, you know, the rigor that goes on at these schools academic wise and sort of the reputation they have. Um, so it's like, you know, those kinds of, you know, colleagues, peers of mine, I was around a lot. And that's why I thought, you know, I should go major in international comparative policy. And would I have enjoyed it? Probably. I very much enjoyed those classes I had to take as a minor. But at the time, and looking back on it, I was like, well, I said I wanted to do that kind of because I wanted to study that. But also, I just felt like, you know, I was around these people who were studying very similar subjects whose goals in life, you know, were to become probably, you know, lawyers, get their master's degrees, get their MBAs. So being around that, I thought, oh, I should also be like them. But when I, you know, think about it now, and especially, and I'm so thankful that I thought about it back then, I was just like, is this what I want to be doing? And when I asked myself that question, the answer was no. This was not something that I wanted to be doing. This was something that, you know, while I wanted to study international policy in some level, that's not what I really, really wanted to study through four years of school. What I really wanted to do was study theater. And so, you know, that sort of comes back to our like main topic, the idea of you know, what you should do versus what you want to do, or the idea of what you think you should do, I should say, versus what you want to do. So, you know, I feel like as artists, we always, well, maybe not always, but we might at some point in our professional creative careers come across this, oh, well, why am I, you know, acting? Why am I taking pictures? Like, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be doing something else. I should be, you know, I should take a nine to five job. I should be saving, you know, putting money in my 401k, putting money in my IRA, um, you know, saving for a down payment on a house. And those are all things that sometimes we fall into. Oh, we should be doing it because we see everyone else doing it. So we think that we should be doing it as well. But every time, you know, you sort of go down that path and I go down it too. Um, sometimes if I'm sort of down or having like a day where I'm not feeling, you know, the best because we all have our good days. We all have our bad days. Sometimes I just sit there and I'm like, I need to find something else. Like I need to find something where I can, you know, develop a different skill set and do something completely different outside of the arts and outside of acting, blah, blah, blah. Um, and you know, we definitely, or I definitely have times like that. And I'm like, oh, I should do this instead. I should do that instead. People say that I would be good in corporate America. So maybe I should go into that. Um, I've never actually seriously considered going into corporate America, um, but that is something that I felt like, you know, maybe I should look into something sort of like that. And then I like pull myself out of it after I get out of that funk. And I'm like, wait a second, is this what I want to be doing? The answer is no. I don't want to be working, you know, in an office, in a cubicle space. I feel like I know enough about myself to know that I can't just, you know, be doing the same thing over and over. Like, I need to be creative. I need to be expressive. I need to be, like, all these things that make me who I am. And that sort of goes back to what I want to do. I want to act. I want to create stories. I want to tell those stories. I want to perform. I want to, 
you know, see people's excitement when they see a live production or, you know, when we pull off some sort of, you know, cool trick live on stage and just see people's reactions, hear their reactions. Like, that's what I want. And that's sort of, you know, I feel like what we as, not just performers, but we as artists sort of come up against, right? It's this idea of what we think we should be doing versus what we want to do. And I find this a lot with um, artists who are just, you know, maybe they do art as a passion, as a hobby. It's like, you know, what they love. Um, and they want to, you know, sort of get into it a little bit more um, seriously and more professionally. And they're like, oh, like, I, I want to, you know, audition for all of these, um, you know, like shows, but like, I shouldn't, like, I have, you know, these responsibilities, I have this, I've got that. And okay, I understand that, you know, from a responsibility aspect, if you have things that you need to take care of that you were responsible for, then yes, definitely take that into consideration. But if you say to yourself, oh, I want to go do this, but, you know, I, sh I should just do this instead because this is the safer route. This is what my, you know, mom and dad expect me to do. They helped put me through school, so I have to stay here. I would seriously encourage you to reconsider because, you know, when you look at yourself, what do you want to do? Like, stop this, um, stop this podcast episode, pause it for a second, and ask yourself, what do you want to do? I'll even give you some time to sort of mull it over in your brain here. What did you come up with? What do you want to do? I guarantee you that 99% of the time when people who have a spark for their creativity, who love crafting or drawing or just, you know, painting or um, sculpting, designing, people who absolutely love to do that, I know that you can do that in a professional capacity of some kind. I really believe you can. And if that is what you want to do, then I say that you owe it to yourself to go do it. Like you owe it to yourself to go do something that you want to do that makes you happy. Like if you're stuck in a job that you just totally, totally dislike and, you know, you just wish you could get out of it and you have these skills, you've been, you know, performing for 10 years or you've been painting for 15 years, like you have a very specialized skill set that you can use. And if that's what you want to be doing, then I think that you absolutely should let yourself at least try. You know, again, we're caught up in this, oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. We stay with a lot of times, especially if there's outside noise and outside voices, we stay with what we think we should be doing because we think it's safe and we think it's appropriate. But who says that, you know, being creative can't be safe? Who says that it can't be appropriate to your life and to your, you know, you know, what you want to be doing? And I think that was something that I really just was reflecting on today was this whole idea of, you know, oh, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. But what do you want to do? I don't think we ask ourselves that question enough because we get caught up in the day-to-day -day life and the day-to-day -day responsibilities. But at the end of the day, 
what do you want to do if you are someone who is listening to this podcast and you know you really enjoy um some sort of craft or some sort of creative activity and you want to pursue that more why not like what's stopping you what do you want to do if you can sew and i think sewing is like a lost art then i mean there's the possibilities of sewing are endless oh my gosh like there was a um there was a, a father who i think this happened a few years ago at this point but he made these you know incredible um like dresses for his daughters and they were sort of like those dresses that you would see like on broadway where you could just like change a few things and it's like going from like Cinderella's, you know, um, like cleaning outfit into her ball gown. It was like you just unhook something. It, it's they're really cool. Um, I think his Instagram is called Designer Daddy, um, or or something like that. But you know, sewing. Take that in as as an example. I like. He, I'm pretty sure he does that full time now. And the dresses that he commissions, I'm sure, are in the thousands. So. You know, if you want to do something with sewing, you can absolutely do that. And, you know, if you're sort of on the fence about it because you feel like you should be staying in this, you know, safe, secure place, I totally get it. But I also think that you owe it to yourself to at least try. I'm not saying, you know, quit your job tomorrow and go into this firsthand or like not firsthand, but like head first. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying, why not give it a try? Like, why not give a try to what you want to do we always stay with like oh i should do this i'm gonna do that like like even i fall into that like with work sometimes i'm like oh like i should request off because i'm gonna be you know at the doctors in the morning and that would just be really taking back you know to log on for work in time like i should take the entire morning off but at the same time you totally owe it to yourself to just give it a try I really believe that when we're faced with the decision of what we think we should be doing versus what we want to do, when we, when we really break that down, even, you know, pull out a piece of paper and write that down, fill out both sides, I guarantee you the side with, with what I want to do, it might blow your mind with what you yourself, when you're being completely honest, with what you would like to pursue. And I think that once we figure that out, We owe it to our creative souls and we owe it to our creative selves to at least try it, to at least try pursuing it. Because if that's what makes us happy, you know, that's normally sort of what falls under the want category, right? So what I should be doing, I should be vacuuming my, um, my carpet. I should be cleaning my bathroom. That doesn't make me happy. What do I want to do? I want to be doing this podcast. I want to be writing. I want to be spending time with my friends and family. That makes me happy. So not to say that, you know, if you're, if your should category, some, not, that's not to say everything under your should category isn't going to be, you know, something that makes you happy. Um, like I should, you know, start packing because I'm moving. Like I should do that. And that's kind of makes me happy because I'm excited to move. But just when we look at those columns, a lot of the times so the things that fall into the, what you want to do column they're going to make you so much happy. Like you're going to have a smile on your face looking at those things there. And, you know, if you decide to write it out, 
I challenge you to take a look at everything that you write in the what I want to do column or what you want to do column and see, you know, when you're reading through that list, doesn't, does that make you smile? What do you like connect with the most? What jumps out on the page from you the most? And whatever that thing is, I challenge you to just give yourself permission to give it a try because it is something you want to do. So you owe it to yourself to do something that makes you happy, something that you want to do. And I promise you, you're not going to regret doing something that you want to do if it makes you happy. If you find out that it's not for you, then that's totally fine. At least you tried, right? But you're never going to regret not trying. Like, I think we regret it most when we don't try and we don't know what could have happened. I think that's the regret that a lot of people sort of end up with. And I don't want you guys to regret that. I want you guys to figure out what makes you happy, what you want to do, and I want you to try it. I want you to see for yourself what makes you happy, what makes your heart soar, what just makes you feel most alive, right? Because that's what art is. That's what being creative is. Feeling alive and being just so proud of what you're doing and what you're making. And I guess to sort of fit in the theme of, hey mom, like why did no one tell me that I can look at what I want to do and do it? I think it's because, you know, it sort of goes back into that whole what we think we should be doing. You know, we think that we should be doing certain things and we get it wrapped inside our brains and in our heads that, you know, because we think we should be doing it, we need to be doing it. But that's not the case. A lot of times it's just us playing like brain games with ourselves. Um, And if anything, I want you guys to at least, you know, just walk away from this episode and think to myself, or think to yourself, what do I want to do? What makes me happy? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Whatever that first thing is, hold it, hold it in your brain, and then pursue it. Give it a chance. Give it a try. And guys, I would absolutely love for you to tell me what that ends up being for you and what you guys end up trying. Um, And the best way to do that is to DM me on Instagram. So I'd absolutely love you to reach out to me on that platform there. My handle is at artisticallyboldlife. Um, Yeah, I love talking with you guys on Instagram. I am working on posting more and getting better at that because that is something I still need to hold myself accountable for. Um, And yeah, guys, um, it would also mean so much to me if you were to um, take a screenshot of this episode um, rate the podcast, subscribe, leave a comment. And once you do all of that, um, yeah, take a screenshot, um, post it on Instagram, tag me in it. And I would love to see it over there. And before we end today's episode, today's, um, podcast is sponsored by my free Facebook group, empowering artists in business. If you are an artist of any kind looking to get into the business side, of the profession, sort of figure out how to monetize your um, your skill set, your passion, come join the group. It is a bunch of artists who are like-minded looking to get into business, and we're having a great time in the Facebook group already. Um, I love seeing all the stuff that people create. It's like pretty incredible what, um, what people's minds come up with. Um, so I would love to have you in there. I know everyone would love to have you join us and share with us what you're working on. Thank you guys so, so much for listening to the end of this episode. Everything I mentioned will be in the show notes, and I will see you in the next one.